All right. Well, thanks for joining us. This is uh, round three of our podcast on uh, battling anxiety. And I am Pastor Quint, and I'm here today with Jake and Kat Rittenauer, uh, who I'll introduce in a minute. But in the first two of these, we have done, uh, we talked about how anxiety is complex. It affects us spiritually, physically. Of course, it affects us emotionally. And so we heard Kara Rajeski's uh, testimony. Last week, we heard from a couple of our intercessors on how to pray through anxiety. And I'm excited today to introduce you to Jake and Kat and kind of hear some of their story and how they, as a couple, have found ways to battle with, overcome, cope with anxiety. Um, so real quick, Jake and Kat, if you could say hi. How's it going? Um, if you've been around Erie First any length of time, you probably know both of them. They're both part of the worship team. Their kids are all over the place inside the church. Uh, they're just an awesome couple. And so a few weeks ago when we were getting this, um, kind of getting headed into this series, I mentioned something to Kat after a worship set, and she started telling me their story uh, between in their marriage. And so I thought, well, man, let's get them in on this podcast and let's kind of hear some of the stuff that they have uh, dealt with and then what they've learned through it and how they handle it in the day-to-day now. So I'll kind of hand it over to either of you if you want to um, just kind of tell some of your story, whatever level you're comfortable with, and then just how you've worked through it or, you know, just kind of get the ball rolling with that. Sure, I can start. You know, anxiety has been a, a journey, I would say. It's uh, it's something that you have to work through. It's, um, it's definitely a work in progress, but um, I say it started in 2011, uh, around this time of year, actually, and um, went through a serious episode of a, I wouldn't say it was a mental breakdown, but it was definitely a anxiety at the time. I wasn't sure what it was, but... Um, like a panic attack. Like a panic at attack work. at work and couldn't breathe, and I finally realized, hey, my goodness, it's anxiety, and it put me in the hospital for a short period of time just to kind of recalibrate and figure things out, but um, that was the start of this, and... Um, it took me out for a while. I had to readjust and figure out what this actually was and how to deal with it. And what happened those first few years, <laughs> it would really cause Jake and I to fight a lot, if I could be totally honest. I I didn't recognize when he was going through anxiety. And, and to be honest, I'm sure he would admit this now, but he wasn't communicating to me at the time um, that that's what was he was going through either. And so... Um, I even heard Nicole mention this from the pulpit yesterday when um, one of the ways sometimes people with anxiety deal with it is they're feeling so anxious, but they they kind of bite at people when they're not actually upset with the person, but just feeling so anxious. And, and that's just kind of how it comes out. And that's what happened a whole lot in the, the first few years uh, with us. Jake would bite at me and I would fight back and we would fight awfully. And um, again, looking back, we realize now why that was happening. But now... We're at the point where we finally both are able to recognize, like Jake can recognize how he's feeling and communicate with me that he's feeling that way. And then I, of course, know how to recognize it as well and and how to deal with it at that point. Um, But it took us a long time to figure that out. And And I notice very specific behaviors that he has. When if he hasn't told me that he's had, he's dealing with anxiety on a certain day, and his comes in in waves, like he'll in seasons. Sometimes it's literally seasonal. With right, right. Just we, the, and we talked about that a couple weeks did ago. You, Tara, like she said, the man, the weather changes yeah. and it can take you out. And it, I mean, in Erie, yeah, that's not good because the weather changes <laughs> yeah. in the wrong way for a long time. Yeah. So. And sometimes it'll hit him, and he's kind of like nothing. 
there's, there's nothing I'm anxious about. This shouldn't be happening right now. Everything in my life is going well right now. Like, and it's frustrating, you know, for him, for it to hit you like that when you're not really stressed out in that moment. Um, so anyway, the, so he's got the seasons of it. And, um, and at this point, you know, since it's come and gone for several years now, um, he's got these just little tiny behavioral things where I'm able to recognize it and go, are you feeling kind of anxious today? <laughs> and he says, yes, but how do you know? Because he's way, way, way better at handling it and, and dealing with it now. So like I said, it takes a long time to do that and lots and lots of communication. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also one of those things where um, as we mature as people and as Christians, like we start to re- recognize those things and build, um, I don't want to call them coping mechanisms, but we, we start to build like healthy reactions. That's probably a better word, like Mm -hmm. healthy responses so that, uh, what used to take us out now we can manage, you know, or, or whatever. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's great. What are some, uh, practical tips or actions, uh, for either of you that have helped from like either angle as Jake, someone who has, uh, suffered with it or struggled with it, but then also cat as a spouse, because I'm sure that there are people listening who, uh, like personally for me, I never, um, had a lot of experience. I've never had a lot of experience with this. I've had one, I shared that story in our first podcast. I had a panic attack, uh, this last spring. Um, but past that, like I'd be flying blind in this area, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, so how is it something for you, you deal with directly. And then for you, you, uh, find a way to support as a spouse and whoever can go first. But well, I think I think our perspectives of it in general are quite different because his is so firsthand and mine is so secondhand. And so for me, it's recognizing when I feel like he's going through it, um, and then and then reacting accordingly. Um, but why don't you share what it's like from a firsthand perspective? Yeah, it really comes down to recognizing for me, um, uh, as you said, Pastor Quint, about uh, maturing as an adult and and uh, working through it. Because once you start having it come on, it's, it's, there's an onset of symptoms. There's your mind going absolutely insane. Uh, your heart's pounding. Your chest is tight. Your arms hurt. You know, it's just you start to see all this. And for me, there's two. There's your family life and there's your work life. How to deal with anxiety and Unfortunately, I'm a leader. Well, fortunately, I'll say unfortunately. (laughs) I'm unfortunately dealing with anxiety in the workplace. But fortunately, being a leader, both within my family and a leader within my job, um, I had to learn certain ways to keep it together, both for my family and for my work. And But the most important thing that I've done, and my wife has taught me this through the years, I actually tell my employees when I'm dealing with it. So wow. because when I'm at work, transparency, transparency, yeah, I think I, for the longest time he was afraid to say because it, it, he saw it as a weakness or like something right. he was doing wrong or didn't want to admit. And I, I can't imagine what that feels like as a as someone who deals with things or as a man and, you know, not wanting to express that and be transparent about it. But that yeah. him getting to that point has been huge. Yeah, and I, I had a, like a vision yesterday in church, not like a spiritual vision or thing, just my personal vision. Some, uh, Nicole said something, how do you feel when you start to have that? And I just pictured the church, the, the lights go out, completely dark. You're sitting, on the, you're sitting on the stage where Pastor Nicole was, and you look at that window. All the way at the very end of the sanctuary, it's this little light that you always focus on. And because uh, the enemy can suppress you all around you. I mean, right, it, it just comes, right. when you have anxiety, all of your... I won't say fears, but all of your uh, insecurities 
am I doing this better? And then that insecurity goes to another insecurity. And then before you know it, you're, that window is a lot smaller. It's like a little speck. Wow. And um, so I've learned within my family to definitely communicate when I feel this coming on, um, to communicate with my wife and most importantly, my wife and kids mm -hmm. together. And we have a discussion mm -hmm. about it. And that makes everything more sensitive around us. Um, so they understand my tone. So that is one thing that we've learned, and we obviously pray together. We pray a lot about this so we can overcome it. And my kids know how to come up to me and help me pray through it, too. Uh, with my work life, obviously being transparent at work, but also there's other people at your work that also go through it. So, right. And there's a lot of relationship there, and we, we all communicate together, and we support each other in that. So and I have to mention the amazing strength it must take the past several years seeing you get to that point you know because as the leader of the home his demeanor kind of sets the tone for the whole house right so years ago when he would come home anxious and it showed maybe not to the kids so much but it, you know when it was evident it wrecks us like all of us you know yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. catch on and 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 we can feel it whether or not we you know knew what it was at the time but now it's not like that anymore. Like, yeah. like I said, I can recognize these little things and tell that he's got anxiety, but it's not this evident. He comes home anxious and the whole house goes crazy. And we're just honest with the kids. Okay. Daddy's a little anxious today. So let's just try to stay calm, all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. Um, but like I said, the amount of strength that it must take to get to that place is yeah. good job. It's also like, uh, um, it's teaching healthy practices to your kids, you know, because you're not, um, kids are just mirrors, right? So when you walk in, if you're one way, they're going to react mm -hmm. accordingly. So mm -hmm. um, showing them that you're willing to talk about it, that you're willing to work through it, mm -hmm. and that you're willing to uh, be open about it, I think is huge. I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say funny, but interesting that you make the comment about, uh, about fortunately, unfortunately, being <laughs> a leader. Judah Smith is a pastor that um, I really love and pastor nicole and i've been listening to his series on anxiety and he makes the point and i think it's such a good one anxiety really is a first world ep epidemic mm -hmm. it's not something there are epidemics in the mm -hmm. third world but mm -hmm. from an anxiety standpoint because we're a materialistic society we're consumer driven we're leader you know everything is just excel 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 drive 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 mm -hmm. that brings on like all this pressure which can also bring on a ton of anxiety so it's interesting that you you know, say that and make that observation because with leadership comes totally the opportunity or the door can open for anxiety. So you got to keep that in check for sure. Mm -hmm. It's just pressure, 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 pressure. Absolutely. Okay. So, and balancing that pressure with reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. reality is the biggest thing is making sure what's real and what's not. And that's, I think people with anxiety can understand that when I, when they, I say this is that reality goes away for for a temporary time. Right. You lose you to, all sense yeah. of like so what is real. Yeah, you just get totally wrapped up in it. You get wrapped and up used, in it and it goes I over. I used to be the kind of person who thought that you could prevent anxiety or depression and just not be sad or not be stressed out or whatever. But I also kind of thought previously that it was something that really kind of affected more weak-minded people. Not to say anything about you, dear. But like my dad just in the past few years started to get a few um, – I hate to say episodes because they're not panic attacks, but like feelings of anxiety. And he and my dad, Jake and my dad are very different personalities and have very different mindsets and they tackle the world differently. My dad's not quite as driven and, and a leader as Jake is. So it's not just that personality type and the stress of, of his lifestyle and work style and everything. 
it's not just those type of people it affects either. Right. And that's given me perspective too on like who can be affected by it, I guess. Sure. Two different personality types. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, and I think one of each other leaders just completely two different personality yeah. types, how they can still suffer. And, yeah, it's not just um, this type of person who feels it. It just happens. Right. No, and I, that's totally my experience. I, I wouldn't say, I would say I just, I lacked any context for it prior mm-hmm. to my panic attack. Sure. Um, and it was just very eye-opening to like, this can come on at any point mm-hmm. to anyone. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, and I, I do feel like Pastor Nicole's done a great job saying like, this doesn't make you less than this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, this is just, this is part of what we deal with in the United States of America in 2019, you know, yeah. this is part of life. So, um, well, before we get to the last thing I want you to share, um, I'm just looking at some of the stuff, Kat, that you had sent me. Um, I wondered if there's anything, you know, you wanted to share, like it says illustrations, a jar on a shelf or anything. Could you expand on that? A little bit. Yeah. Um, and this, we don't have to quite get to, Jake and I don't have to get to this point quite as often now because he's got such a good control on his anxiety. But in the past when it, when he would have some really bad spells, I guess we can even describe it like that. Um, I mean, one night he was up in the middle of the night it was kind of like a panic attack and we just sat like in the middle and I just kind of prayed. But I do remember a lot of times I get these like very, I don't even know how to describe it, kind of like illustrations. And one day I said, okay, let's picture It's kind of like the verse, um, take captive every thought, right, right. but it, it kind of came to me in more of a tangible kind like of thing. Visual, yeah. yeah. And visual. Um, and I said, just take that thought and put it in a jar and screw on the lid and put it on the shelf and it's gone. It's, it was kind of, that was just made sense in that moment. And right, I don't right. even know why it's, it's silly, but it came to my mind. And when I, we were talking that through that just made sense to him. So then anytime he would struggle with anything, I would say, did you put it in a jar? Put it in a jar, put it on the shelf, get rid of it. Like, right, right. Like, that. like talking to a child, but Hey, it, but, and the, but, and when the, you're not all the way there. Yeah. And that, and the stability, it just made sense in a, in a process. Mm-hmm. And that was years. And there was a few of those times that came up. I said, okay, well, let's look at it like this. And you know, we'd, another illustration would come up and that's how we would handle it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's great. And honestly, in our first podcast with Kara, we talked about that. Like you need, um, we all need people in our lives when we're having those moments can speak into us, can share stuff with us. And obviously your spouse is, is number one candidate for that. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I think that's great. Um, okay. Well, any, any other, like kind of as we're wrapping up, um, today, any other like spiritual practices that help, obviously, um, like I mentioned, they're both part of the worship team. Um, so, you know, whether it's worship or prayer or time in the word, like what are the things, what are your go-to from a spiritual standpoint that help you push aside the issue and focus on Jesus and focus on the hope that you have in him? Um, and well, I think aside from, you know, the, the scriptures that address this topic directly and, and obviously prayer together and all those things, even aside from that, I think it's huge, at least for us, we have, um, some friends who are also believers who deal with this as well. And I think relating to them and communicating with them helps us. Um, in their case, it's the wife who has, who deals with anxiety. And so she and I chat a lot. She can give me perspective on maybe how Jake feels and I can at times give her perspective on maybe how her husband feels as the secondhand person. And I think that's huge. Uh, goes along with the whole communication thing. If you're talking about it and can figure it out together, especially with other believers, that's a big step. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, you know, um, in week two of the series, Pastor Nicole said, it's a group, it's a group project. Absolutely. You know, we can't do this alone. We can't beat this alone. So yeah, that's great. Community, community is huge. Um, so yeah, well, awesome. I think that's great. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to share or say on the, the subject? I don't want to, um, cut so anything yeah, short. I wanted to elaborate a little bit on that last, um, you know, some of the practices that I've done and yeah. this is, is, this has taken years. So it's not like an overnight experience. Like that's I, good. I, you kinda, that's good. Yeah. This has taken years to, in practice to, to make sure you keep yourself in check. Most importantly, when I have it, I don't sleep, you know, typically mm. I sleep very little. Wow. So in that time I pray. Yeah. And God's listening. I truly believe that, but it's also teaching me patience, yeah. discipline. Yeah. Um, and not always do I come out of it. Yes. You know, it's, it's a process. It takes time. Absolutely. However, I know God is, I know God has it under control. I don't. Yeah. So when yeah. I go to these things, I just really put it on him and I'll kneel, I'll pray. I'll listen to music. I'll go read my favorite book. I'll go slap the bass a little bit, you know, whatever <laughs> sure. it takes to keep my mind uh, in reality. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, just keeping yourself uh, in the center of it, uh, with, with God, obviously, uh, with ultimate control. And that takes time because uh, your mind's not there. So just praying, um, that's going to remain positive, remain yeah. positive through it. It's, it takes time, but it, it does, it does get there. Well, so. and you know, um, that's totally reminding me of, you know, just everything we've talked about in this series and what Pastor Nicole has brought from the word. But ultimately, I would say it like this. I don't think God's going to give you anxiety, sure. but I know God will use it in the sanctification process to draw you closer to him. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. he turns all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So while it's definitely not his plan for our lives, he's so good and so gracious, he'll absolutely bring it full circle and use it. You know, if we're not sleeping in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. if, if we will do our part and open up the word and yes. pray, you know, he will absolutely use it to draw us closer to him. And that's, that's just huge. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming in and doing this. Uh, it's been a great series. It's been, we've had an overwhelming response from the church and I really hope and pray that this uh, conversation uh, from a marriage standpoint, a relationship standpoint, really does speak to people and helps them. So I'll pray to that end and then we'll wrap up. Um, anything else though, before I land it? I have one thought. I don't okay. know how. Yeah, sure. Use it or don't use it. But I was <laughs> um, chatting with my dad. This thought came to mind about do not be anxious about anything, that whole verse. And I and Nicole mentioned it yesterday yeah. about that must be possible and so then I thought, okay, is this like a, do not be anxious about anything. So there's something like that we're, if we're anxious, are we doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. And I, the more we chatted about it, I'm kind of thinking, and it's not based on anything. This is just like this conversation I have with my dad, um, that I wonder if feeling anxious and having anxiety or struggling with anxiety are kind of different. And it's just our English language that makes them the same oh, word, yeah, yeah. you know, because I, one time I'm kind of similar to you this one day, I felt like this pinch in my chest and it was something big was happening that day, but I didn't, but I never really felt anxiety. And I am like, what is this? Is this what anxiety feels like? And I'm like, okay, I'm not going down this way, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, and refuse to receive that. And it, after a few hours, it went away. I prayed through it and everything. And then, and I never did again. And I just was like, okay, that I feel like is, feeling anxious. That was the feeling of feeling anxious, but it's not like I struggle with anxiety. And I right. think it's hard for us 
to see the difference because, like I said, they're the same word right now. Right, right, right. And that that's kind of all farther I've gotten with it so far, but <laughs> yeah, it made more sense to me. Yeah. As as to like whether you're just feeling anxious or struggling with anxiety. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure everyone feels anxious at one point or another in their life. Yeah, we. But maybe, know. but maybe if you like, if you and I didn't go through this together, I wouldn't have absolutely wondered or thought that or like cared to dig into it more, like what that right. feeling was. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because there there is a difference, um, but both, uh, you know, both need to be kept in check, can be kept in check, and both need healthy responses, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, whether it's a one-time thing or a regular thing. Um, And I do think some of the responses can be similar, um, but just like the uh, struggle with anxiety might be more chronic, that just means the responses Mm -hmm. need to be more chronic, they need to be more regular. But yeah, no, I think that's really true, and it definitely would not be the first or last time that the English language was so shallow <laughs> that we have a hard time having the right words for what we're trying to say. And, right. and Pastor Quinn, I think maybe we can end on this statement or whatever you see, but it's how you respond. Make sure you don't respond to unhealthy yeah. habits. Yeah. Eating, drinking, smoking, anything yeah. you can imagine. Um, because when your mind is that low, just remember, just remember, um, open that book up. Yeah. And read it. You know? Yeah. And, and I think, um, so important. One quote that Nicole said that was like so good was being anxious isn't a sin, but in our anxiety, yeah. we can sin. You know, we can go do sinful behavior yeah, as a response because we're triggered mm-hmm. or because we're whatever. So definitely something to keep in check. But Absolutely. awesome. Well, let me pray uh, over everybody listening and um, just kind of in that direction. I really appreciate you guys coming in and doing this. And uh, it's been it's been an awesome series. So, uh, Jesus, I just thank you for meeting us in this place. I thank you for what you're doing at Erie First and what you're doing um, in the church at large, just bringing this topic into light and, um, showing us, you know, that you didn't leave us with, with no instructions, but you left us with, um, a lot of instructions and a lot of ways to deal with this. So I just pray over everyone listening that, uh, if they need help in this area or direction, that they would get the resources that they need, uh, that they would come to us at the church or find, uh, help through groups or celebrate recovery. And that ultimately you would help us to just draw together as the church, draw closer to you and find victory, uh, which you have promised us and you've shown us and that we can uh, draw closer to you. We can step into that sanctification process um, through any of our struggles. So we love you and praise you for who you are and all that you're doing uh, here at Erie First. Amen. Awesome. Well, it's been a great time. Thanks for listening. Uh, Join us Sunday at 10 a.m., 8150 Oliver Road for Church of Erie First. We're so excited to wrap up this series on Battle.